Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. It's time for your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds. Brought to you by Floyd's Seafood, Keel Avenue in Sherwood. It's crawfish season. Floyd's Seafood has live and cooked crawfish. Order yours today. Got the Diamond Hogs. First pitch, less than an hour away. Taking on Murray State. Hagen Smith on the mound for the Razorbacks. 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Easy to remember, 3 2 1. Got the basketball team taking on Kentucky tomorrow at 12.30. Eric Musselman. And that three-point defense. It is getting better. A lot of drills. It was one of our weaknesses, and we've done a really good job of, of fixing that. And then, obviously, we still have other areas that we've got to continue to fix and can't plug one hole and then find another hole. So, um, you know, trying to play more consistent basketball is you know, both individually and collectively continues to be um, something that we want to do moving forward. The Arkansas women lost last night to number one South Carolina. Lady Gamecocks looked like the number one team in the country. Mike Neighbors on the game last night. They're very, very good. Um, I thought we've got enough. We did enough good stuff that we can go into tomorrow and start getting ready for Ole Miss without having our heads down too much. We obviously won't watch much film about this one. But there was, there was enough positives that we can draw from it. I'll speak specifically to Jenna Lawrence. You know, we threw her into the fire against number one. I asked her if she'd ever jumped into the fire two feet, and she said, I haven't. I said, well, you're going to tonight, you know, when we knew Carly was going to be out. So uh, she's been practicing real well, has had a good year, and it was just her night tonight. I thought she played really well. So there's some things we can build from that, hopefully get Carly Johnson back uh, for Sunday. We won't go home to uh, this point. I know the final score gets away, but, again, we try to win. We don't try to lose close, or we don't try to do something. We're gonna. We knew we had to make a bunch of threes. We ma- didn't make enough to hang around after that first quarter, and then they just they we got tired and they finished so strong. I mean, she subbed, but their their subs are all McDonald's All Americans too. That was one of the things I noticed with the uh, box score last night. South Carolina's bench was just outstanding. I mean, they scored more than their starters. They just bring them in wave after wave. Their, their second team may be as good as their first team. They're really deep, a really talented team. They can score at all levels on the court. They can do it all. And that's why they're undefeated. And we saw that they had a great run last year, getting beat in the Final Four. But they have a system in place, and Don Staley is the coach, and they keep getting talent year in, year out to replace whatever talent left. Joe, their starters had the five starters, seven points, 11 points, eight points, four points, four points. The girls coming in off the bench had 21, 17, 10, and 12. That's amazing. And uh, both teams made eight three-pointers. But Coach said, Coach Neighbors said they had to make more. South Carolina was eight of 19. Arkansas was eight of 41. Whoa. That's way too many threes. They said we knew we were going to have to make a bunch of threes to hang with this team. Let's go to John in Hot Springs real quick, and then we'll get Brian Edwards on here. John, what's up? I have a solution for targeting. Give me a solution for targeting. We need one. What do you guys think about this? Why don't, you, why don't they put in a penalty clock, and when a, when a guy calls for targeting, he's on a penalty for 10 minutes or whatever and then when the buzzer goes off he can, he's eligible to go back in the, in the game it's, it's better than kicking him out of the game I'll give you that um, yeah I mean and they can do a time they can do a quarter they can do a quarter I'm good with time that. would be better just a 10 minute mm-hmm. no matter what it's like hockey if you're, it doesn't make a difference the other teams on defense offense or whatever 10 minutes Okay, okay. Now, you mentioned hockey there, John. You're not talking about them playing uh-huh. minus a player, are you? No, just the time clock. Okay, all right. 
Because that was the first thought that yeah, came to that mind time. when you mentioned it. Go 10 against 11? Yeah, hockey, hockey. they're going to take a player out of the game. No, I'm well, okay with that. that it's no, not bad. John? No, no, I think it's a time clock, and then the uh, linebacker or whoever's out, he's got to be out. They can substitute for him, but that player cannot play for a designated amount of time. Like it. Thank you, John. It's similar. I had that idea for injured players. It irritates me when players fake an injury just to stop the play of the game, slow down the pace, give his teams and his teammates a, a break. They don't do that on their own. They're directed by coaches to do that. Right. We've all seen it. But I've seen players do it on their own. But maybe they've been coached to do that. That irritates me. I think when a player is injured and has to come out of the game and they stop the and they stop play for him to come off the field he has to stay off the field for a limited um, for a certain amount of time you know what's going to make that get worse communication in the helmet yeah now they can just tell him hey down somebody tell somebody somebody get get down down. yeah no you got to penalize that player he you know right now he has to sit out one play well just change the rule instead of one play make i don't care what you make it you can make it 10 plays you can make it five minutes you can make it the rest of the quarter if he's truly hurt and needs to be helped off the field. He needs to be out of the game for he'll he'll be out of the play for more than one game, right? Because they got to go over there, look at him, take him in the tent. If he's truly hurt, then it's not a big deal because it's going to be a while before he gets back in the game. But if he's faked the injury, he needs to be out of the game for a while. And I don't, I don't care if it's the rest of the quarter or five minutes or ten minutes, like John was suggesting. I think that's the way to stop these fake injuries. And that'll make that player think, or the coach think, do we want to lose this guy for more than one play? Just yeah. sitting out one play is no yeah, big but deal. How, how do you determine intent on that also? Because intent That's is what a I big said. deal. You were answering the phone. If, if a guy's truly hurt, John, it doesn't matter because he's going to be over there getting looked at. He's going to miss plays. He's going to miss time if he's truly hurt. If, if he's faking the injury, he's, he needs to be missing more time. Yeah, if he's truly hurt, he's going to miss time anyway. Well, we've seen players that have had to leave the field for just one play. We've seen where a player has gotten yeah, you, significantly hurt. Get the hurt. air knocked out of you. Yeah. And, and you, you can come back in in one play. Right. So, so once again, with the officials, how do they measure intent? How do they you, you look don't. at a situation and feel it out to say that this player is faking where this player is actually hurt. It's, they, there's no way to do it. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's a blanket rule. Everybody, as I said, everybody who has to be helped off the field and they stop play for this player has to miss a certain amount of time. Everybody. You can't penalize the players that are hurt and they're able to go back into the game. Yeah, but now you're penalizing players that aren't hurt because they're wanting to run their offense, but you're faking the injury. But that's where the intent comes in. As a ref, you don't know... Intent there. I agree. They, and they, they already have too much on their shoulders. I agree. So take the intent away. They don't have to measure intent. It is a blanket rule. And if you're hurt, you've got to miss a certain amount of time. That's the rule. That's the way it is. It's usually one play. <laughs> at least, it is. At least it is one, one play. play. Right now it is. So just make it ten. <laughs> oh, stop. No, stop. So I want that stopped. I'm sick and tired of players faking an injury. And that's I'm I'm willing to take it to a an, another level an, an extreme level. Well, that's an extreme ten plays. That is extreme. Maybe the rest of the drive, but you know what? If you're if you're really hurt, you're going to miss some plays anyway. Yeah, unless you just had the air knocked out of you, and you may miss two plays. But and, and, and you know what? If you got the air knocked out of you, crawl your butt over the sideline, get off the sideline, so you don't have to sit out more than. Play. We see it with with quarterbacks. They they may have gone down on the play and and right away they they want to stay in the game, but because of the rule, they have to go out for a play. Mm-hmm. They go right back in. Let's uh let's call Brian real quick. He's waiting on us. Do we have Brian? Brian no. Edwards. We don't have Brian's number. Oh, I thought you had his number. My bad. That's on me. Uh, let's uh take Mitch in Little Rock. Mitch is gone. This is Jake and Cabot. Jake, what's up? Hey, Wes, man. Uh, <clears throat> glad to hear you got your seat fixed. I know, man. <laughs> stuff like, dude, stuff like that bugs me all the time, man. I, I drive a truck for a living, you know, and, and it, if, it, if there's one little thing wrong in here, man, it, it throws my whole day off. So I get I get where you're coming from. I, uh, I hate to – first of all, I'm glad that you're on Out of Bounds now. You and Joe seem to have great chemistry and uh, – 
Yeah, I like the show a lot, man. Um, I hate the down by ground rule. Uh, I think we should go to the NFL. You know, someone has to touch you for you to be down. And real quick, let me give a shout out real quick, guys, because this has to be said. Last night, my do- my 17 year old daughter was involved in a head on collision northbound on Highway 5 in Cabot. She luckily was able to walk away with just a concussion, cuts, and bruises. Every airbag in her car went off, held her car, and uh, she was driving in the wrong lane. Mm. But I want to give a shout out to the Cabot police, state troopers that responded out there, all the EMS and everything else. A very scared 17 year old girl that didn't know what to do, and uh, they did an outstanding job. and I can't thank them enough. So, yeah, hopefully, they're listening. And I want to give a shout out to uh, all the first responders in Cabot. Thanks, guys. Love the show. You bet. Thanks, Jake. Glad she's okay. Let's go to Savage. He's in Cabot. Savage, what's up? Yes, I'm with you. You know, Joe, if you eliminate the injury part of it by penalizing them to the extremes. They won't, they won't communicate to them and tell them to go down. Mm-hmm. They'll eliminate it if they know they got to sit out for 10, 15 plays. I'm with you, Wes. Later. Thanks, Savage. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sick of it. And look, I know it's going to penalize some other players who are legitimately injured and could legitimately get back on the field in a couple of plays. But I think that's that's minor compared to what's happening right now. And I think it's a, I think it's a major problem. It, it bothers me to, to the 10th degree that it happened. And we see it almost every single game, players going down, faking an injury. And I, I, that is, that's not part of the game. That's too much soccer for me. The guys flopping around, flailing around, well, acting like they're hurt on the soccer. That soccer, drives me crazy. Think about soccer just like hockey is if that player leaves the game, they're a man down. It's not one of those things where another player goes in. Soccer, if they, that's why you don't you don't see those guys leave the field for Mm-mm. an extended time. Even if they are injured, they're going to make every effort to get back into the game because once they're out and they have a sub go in, they're out. But they'll lay there as long as they can before they have to get up so they don't have to leave the game. But that just adds time to the clock. And if your team is winning, that's... That's hurting your team. That's giving the other cha- team a chance. But it's the same thing. It's delaying the game, slowing the game down. It's n- yeah, it is, but there's there's time that's compensated for it. Right, but at the moment, you're giving guys a break. It's delaying the game while you're laying there. <laughs> Quit. Quit it. Let's bring- <laughs> Soccer and, and college football are totally different when it comes to that, but it's just mm-hmm. amazing that with college, it's a problem. It's not a problem in the NFL at all. It's a good point. Maybe they uh too much pride. Well, the thing about it is they have to leave for a play. And and that's all it is, is at least one play. So why don't they and do it's it? Not a, and it's not a problem. It happens. It's just not a problem like it is in college. Well, it's because of the clock. And the, and the tempo. There's more tempo in college than there is in the NFL. There are more teams running up-tempo offenses than there are in the NFL. That's why they do it in college. It's because of the tempo. Slow down the tempo. And in NFL, you don't have that many teams doing up-tempo. Let's bring in Brian Edwards, Vegas insider, handicapper, our buddy to the show. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always great to have you on here. All right, I'm going to start with this Arkansas-Kentucky line. Brian, uh, About I guess it's about 11.30 or so, I looked on my Bet Saracen app, and Arkansas was a 14.5-point underdog. And I thought that was a little high. It surprised me a little bit. We were creating our line yesterday and we both thought you know i thought it was gonna be double digits but it were like 10 and a half or so and i'll be dang brian all of a sudden i'm i mean within 30 minutes it had gone up to 15 and a half we were talking about it on the air we took a commercial break i pulled the app back up and it already moved back down to 13 and a half how do you explain all that movement so quickly in a line like that is it just strictly money coming in on on one side or the other probably that's uh, what i would uh Especially when you see it move, you know, like within five to ten minutes, that's probably, you know, they're taking their first few bets uh, on on one side, and, you know, they're, they're thinking, okay, maybe we need to adjust it uh, a little bit. So that, you know, a lot of, within the first hour of betting on a certain game is a lot of times when you see the most uh, movement. But uh, I wrote down 12. Uh, I thought Kentucky would be 12. Uh, I think I, I saw Ken Palm had it at 15 with a, uh, a total of 167. Uh, and the only book that I've seen, uh, and obviously you guys are legal, so y'all got apps and whatnot, probably various ones to check. But uh, 
FanDuel, I saw, had Kentucky uh, 12 and a half with minus 120 juice. If you wanted the hogs, you could just uh, you could do plus 12 and a half at a minus 102 price, and they were plus 640 uh, on the money line. Uh, as far as I don't really, I don't really like this game. I mean, if you if your listeners, you know, had some games in a money line parlay, uh, and we're looking for another team to add, you know, I think Kentucky in a money line parlay will be good, but it, it'd be such bad odds that probably yep. wouldn't help your parlay a whole lot. Yeah, they're minus nine fifty right now on Bet Saracen on the money line. Yeah, that's probably not gonna. Yeah, that's probably not gonna help your odds a whole lot on a money line parlay. Brian, two points seems a little drastic. Uh, what's what's the most extreme you've seen? A game move like that uh, it seems like maybe during the course of a week or a couple of days the most is going to move is a point point and a half maybe and then now we're talking about two points in in both directions on this game yeah no i, I don't think that you know that uncommon um especially again like in the first hour or two of betting, uh, which a lot of people unless they're monitoring it you know will never notice and then you know a line will settle uh, you know, if it's football, you know, it's normally settled by, by lunchtime on Monday. And until some, like, injury situation or big bets come in, it probably won't move more than a half point or a point one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've seen lines move. Uh, you know, a lot of times it'll be based on an injury uh, situation, but I've seen lines move as much as six, seven. You know, uh, I remember when Jameis Winston was suspended. I'm going way back here, uh, you know, before that Clemson game. Uh, that line ended up moving almost 12 points, uh, just based on uh, at first he was uh, uh, suspended for the first half, then he was suspended for the game. So uh, it was basically, you know, is he playing the whole game? Is he only playing half the game? And then he's not playing at all. So, um, you know, when, when an important player uh, gets injured or whatever, it, it can swing it enormously. Got Brian Edwards with us. Uh, Brian, if you don't like the Arkansas-Kentucky line, is there something you do like in the SEC tomorrow? Yes, uh, I'm seeing Alabama at uh, two and a half at, at home to Tennessee. I'm seeing that at FanDuel. I don't know what you guys may uh, have seen it at. Uh, I like Alabama in that game. Um, they have been just spectacular uh, at home uh, all year. Um, and Tennessee, uh, they're six and three straight up on the road, um, three and six against the spread, but the spread doesn't matter since they're not favored. Uh, in this one, but um, Alabama's won uh, five straight. They're thirteen and one straight up, ten three and one against the spread uh, at home, and uh, have really just been you know putting it on teams uh, big time at home. I'm not saying it's going to be like that tomorrow, uh, but and, and look, I also think uh, if you're looking at the odds to win the SEC regular season title. Mm-hmm. If you like Alabama tomorrow, I don't know why you don't take them uh, minus 105 to win the SEC regular season title, which is the number I saw at uh, FanDuel. Because after um, this game, the Vols have to go at South Carolina and at home to Kentucky, whereas Bama would own a a tiebreaker and a one-game lead over Tennessee after tomorrow if it wins outright. And then it would play at Florida, which I think they may lose next week. But then they got Arkansas at home, so... Uh, and they would own the tiebreaker on Tennessee. So if you agree with me, it's probably smarter to just bet Bama minus 105 to win the regular season hmm. title than laying two and a half tomorrow. But I like both of them. How about Florida and South Carolina? I like the Gators here. Gators are 9-2 and two in their last 11 and could easily be 11-0. and 0. They led by double digits uh, early in the second half at Texas A&M. Ended up losing by one. Led by double digits with nine minutes left at Alabama. Ended up losing by five in overtime. I, I like how my Gators are playing. Um, they're getting better defensively. They've got four quality bigs. They've got really good guard play. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks South Carolina responded nicely. They had the, you know, the 40 point loss at Auburn, then a, uh, you know, a little, uh, uh, head scratching home loss to LSU, but then they go on the road, two teams in desperation mode in Ole Miss and Texas A&M and South Carolina went back to back on the road. Very impressive. But I just think the Gators are going to have a little too much for them. I like the Gators plus one and a half at South Carolina. Yeah, I agree. I like that game uh, a lot. I watched Florida uh, earlier this week, and they have a team. You nailed it. They've got bigs. They've got guards. They've got scores. They've got their defense is getting better. I think Florida is a team that can uh, a legitimate Sweet Sixteen team. 
Yeah, I, I got. I bought, bought a seventy-five to one ticket on uh, a few weeks ago. I also have a hundred to one ticket on South Carolina, which I wasn't feeling good about after the Auburn game. But that's they, you know, these two nice bounce-back wins on the road. Um, you know, if they make the Sweet Sixteen with a hundred to one ticket on South Carolina and seventy-five to one on Florida, I can get creative with hedges to make sure I make a profit. Any other games that stand out to you in college basketball over the next couple of days? Yeah, I like Boise State minus two and a half at home to the Mexico tomorrow night. They won at the pit. Boise State is on fire right now, and New Mexico just lost at home to Air Force as an 18-and-a-half point favorite. Um, looking at some other games, you know, if, if, if Kolick, the point guard, doesn't play tomorrow for Marquette, uh, I would probably like Creighton minus four-and-a-half at home uh, to the Golden Eagles, but I would wait on, on Kolick. Status. He got banged up the other night against Providence. Um, you know, I'm, I'm never against Minnesota. Uh, what did they? So I believe they improved to 24 and four against the spread with the spread cover in the loss of Illinois a couple nights ago. Uh, they're minus five and a half at home uh, to Penn State. Not against that tomorrow. You nailed it on the uh, Minnesota Illinois game. I saw your tweet. Like you love the over and you love Minnesota, and that game went way over. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, Illinois games, I believe that's now an 18-3 to run on the over. And I, and I had the under on East Carolina Memphis last night. The under's on an 18-3 and run uh, for East Carolina. Not many games left for the Pirates, but maybe take a look at their unders. Uh, they've been playing, they're not scoring uh, at all. Have you given up on the uh, Air Force and the over? Because you rode that for a while. I did ride it successfully for a while, but then I lost on it a week and a half ago, and then I did not get on it because it was one of their highest of the year uh, at New Mexico, and they end up winning 78-77, and it goes over. Hmm. So I go back to it the other night, and I lost. <laughs> so I am. they're in action tonight, and it's on TV. So what I'm going to do tonight, instead of taking me over and counting on Air Force to score, I'm just going to take the Utah State uh, team total over 76.5 or over 77.5. Uh, Utah State averages 79.5. And, a half. Hmm. and uh, the Falcons, uh, they just gave up uh, 79 to Boise, gave up 98 uh, to Boise earlier in the year, 84 to Fresno, 83 Wyoming. They, they, you know, Air Force can't defend. And so I'm not going to worry about their, their points. I'm just go so Utah State keep the total over uh, 76.5 or 77.5 tonight. How do you feel about top 15 teams going on the road? Is there um, a certain way that you look at those type games? Well, you know, it kind of depends on, you know, specific teams. I definitely don't, you know, lock myself into, oh, if this top 15 team is uh, by this or that or or an under. You know, I don't – I try to, you know, evaluate every game unique to, you know, matchups, injuries, uh, coaching uh, matchups, et cetera. So – um, yeah, I don't really have a set plan there. Uh, let's take a look at some other SEC games. We don't have lines out yet, but there are a couple of good games. You mentioned the Tennessee-Alabama game, the Florida-South Carolina game. We talked about Arkansas-Kentucky. How about... Ooh. <laughs> There's some other bad games. I guess Mississippi State-Auburn would be maybe a quality game. That's two tournament teams. Yeah, yeah, that's a quality game. I mean, Auburn now... Uh, you know, at home, thirteen and one straight up, nine four and one uh, ATS, and uh, let's see, twelve of their wins have been by margins of fifteen or more. All thirteen of the wins have been by eleven or more. Uh, so I'd have to lean all. I made the line ten. Uh, Ken Palm had it at nine. Uh, FanDuel had it at nine and a half. I'm scrolling down, looking to see if it's updated. Oh, here it is. Um, yeah, still nine and a half. Uh, at FanDuel, I, I lean Auburn there. Although I was impressed with the way Mississippi State played the other night. You know, if Reed Shepard doesn't just go spectacularly berserk in the last 90 seconds, they they probably win that game. Uh, and you know, had to you know kind of got beat at the buzzer anyway. So, anything if you see a single digit number next to Auburn at home, jump on Auburn. I think so. Uh, I mean, with the exception of that Kentucky game, what was that two Saturdays ago? Uh, but the exception of that game, that's been it. I mean, they didn't cover that game. They had a couple of non-covers by a half point in non-conference, and they favored by 20-something. But they've been pretty automatic at home. Brian, have a great weekend. 
We appreciate your time. Yep. Thank you for jumping on board with us on this Friday, and uh, hope your uh, your luck continues to go in the right direction. Go as well, fellas. Thanks for having me, and talk to you guys soon. Brian Edwards joined us. VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper. BrianEdwards.com, always putting and a great follow on Twitter. He's he's always giving out it, like his top picks. I'll, I'll roll with him from time to time, and he's that usually is a great right. Follow. Yeah, he is a good follow. He's a good guy too. Coming up next, we got anything next? Bill Ingram. Bill Ingram, high school hoops. The tournaments are underway, or at least a couple of the state tournaments are underway. Action started at one o'clock. We'll catch up with Bill next. It's out of bounds. Join Fitz Hill, the Doctor of Football, each Thursday night at 7 for the West Rock Coffee Recruiting Intelligence Report. The Doctor of Football will keep you up to date with the latest recruiting analysis. Brought to you in part by Ortho Rehab, Express Airport Parking, Diamond Medical, Blue Train, and Authentic Manhood. Only on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball returns today as the Diamond Hogs start their three-game series against the Murray State Racers. First pitch for today's game is set for three. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Saturday's game's first pitch is set for two. That game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2 as well. Then on Sunday, first pitch is set for one. Coverage of that game can be heard on the buzz. All three games will be streamed on SEC Network+. Plus. And Arkansas basketball faces a tall task tomorrow coming off their loss against Vanderbilt as they travel to Lexington to take on 16th-ranked Kentucky. Tip is set for 12.30. TV coverage is on CBS. Radio coverage will be on the buzz. Stay tuned after the game for the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Listen for Champs and Chumps Fridays during the Zone. Brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball, the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. Located in the outlets of Little Rock next to H&M. Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars. And the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See Agent Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Bo Beavis in Cabot, or Daniel Vickers in Sherwood. Calling all basketball fans, our season is here. We know that this time of year, traveling fouls can happen anywhere and anytime. That's why All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is the MVP of tire service and savings. 
Our expert, certified technicians are the community's number one trusted choice for any tire or service need with the goal of making sure you're not stuck on the bench. Visit in stores in Mapleville or Little Rock online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire pros love the drive. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boarhead deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Back out of bounds. Is it just a coincidence this song's playing and Bill Ingram's coming back on? Or did yeah, you do this on purpose? No, coincidence. <laughs> Bill's jam right here. What's <laughs> up, Bill Ingram? How are you? Hey, man, I'm loving it, man. Don't stop playing it. All right, let me turn it up a little hair for you. There you go. We'll play that in the background for a minute for you. Little Alan Jackson, 5 o'clock somewhere. Where are you? What are you doing today? Man, I'm actually, uh, I decided I got to change courses, so I'm going to go back to Cersei today, and then I'm going to leave Cersei tonight and drive up to Northwest Arkansas and be there tomorrow. Hmm, okay. Yeah, Cersei draw, just pulling you, sucking you back after some of the great games last night. How about Benton and Maumelle going to overtime last night? Man, that was one of the most intense high school games I've I've, I've watched them a long time. Both teams wanted to win really badly. The kids played extremely hard. Uh, it was back and forth. It was the talent level out on the floor was un, un, unbelievable. Uh, that was and, and the and the killer part about it was that I get you know the game get over and I'm riding back home and I'm thinking about the game and I realized both of those starting fives <laughs> were all underclass. Wow. And, uh, so they're going to be, you know, so they'll be two of the, they'll be, they, they may be, you know, they'll be two of the best teams in the state and not the best two teams in the state next year. Hmm. And then probably will be hooking up again. That was really, you know, if, you know, to be a quarterfinal game, that was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable game last night. And I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, both teams deserve a lot of credit. Of course, it's a shame both teams couldn't win. They both played really hard, and in uh, the talent level, like I say, the game was played above the rim. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a college level type talent, t- college level type talent out on that floor, and they were and the referees. I, so you know, it was a little controversy. To it is always controversy when somebody wins and somebody loses, and it's a tight game. But I thought, you know, I thought, you know, uh, for the most part, you know, they tried to call it as evenly as they could. It was. It's, you know, it's hard to officiate games like that sometimes when there's so much, the game is moving so fast and there's so much athleticism out on the floor. But I think, but the kids played great. And uh, and it was it was a great game to watch. Bill, you mentioned the pivot that you're making. So what are some of the matchups you're looking for today that you're going to be checking out? Well, uh, today, uh, the probably the, the better matchups that I've seen will be back in the 5 and I'm saying that for a simple reason. You got uh, you're going to have Bologna and Lake Hamilton, which is going to be a great uh, like championship game type atmosphere. You got Jacksonville and Pine Bluff. I mean, you can you can line either one of those teams up and play football or basketball. And then you got, of course, Parkview and Alabama. So it's all great teams left uh, in that boys classification uh, in five A. And then, of course. In the girls, there's a lot of great teams left as well. You got Bologna and Mount Homer play each other to see who goes to the semifinals. You got Green County Tech and Russellville, and then of course you got Greenwood playing against the home team Cersei, which uh, Greenwood just looked like an unbelievable, unstoppable machine. But they're playing against the home team, so you know they, you never, you know, in games like that, you never know these kids shoot on these goals every day. The home team, they're going to have a tremendous crowd behind them. If they get hot, you know, anything can happen. Got Bill Ingram with us talking about the 5A tournament in Searcy. Uh, you were telling us about Lake Hamilton and Russellville, and you thought that was a marquee matchup in the first round. It lived up to it with Lake Hamilton winning 55-52, and they advanced, like you said, to play Valonia tonight. What did you think of that game? 
Blake, that was a great game. Uh, Blake, uh, I, you know, at the beginning of the game, I really thought Russellville had the game under control, and they had a young man, Cam Fraser, that's kind of like a hybrid guy, six four, six five guy. He rolled his ankle in the second quarter, and, and the game shifted from that point on. But Russellville still hung in there pretty and played a great game and had a chance to win at the end. I just thought that injury, and that just going to show you an injury, any an injury can happen anytime. That injury, I thought, changed that game because before he went out the game, I think Russellville might have been up by five or six, and they was kind of controlling the game. And uh, and then, like I said, that injury occurred in the, in, in the kind of flip, so anything can happen. And, of course, Russellville took full advantage of him not being out on the floor. I mean, Russellville, uh, Lake Hamilton took full advantage with, without him being on the floor, and they end up winning the game. But now they got another, you know, they're facing another big monstrous test with Bologna. Bologna got, um, I think Bologna is better than Russellville, so I think that'll be a better team. But a lot of times, two teams, like Lake Hamilton, they'll play better according to their competition. So, she's got another great game tonight. How did the injuries affect some of the games that we were talking about where it was uncertainty whether certain players would play? How, how did that shake out where, you know, well, some you of the know, players you know, I talked about, you know, I talked about Boldro, uh, Boldro playing for Harbor against Jonesboro, and we thought he wasn't going to play where he did play. I watched, and I ended up watching that game on tape. He didn't look 100%, but he scored 38. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, it almost like he was favoring that leg, his leg, and he didn't look as, as explosive as he normally looked. This kid is arguably one of the best players in the state, along with a you know with two or three other kids. But he put he still put up 38, and they won. And of course, they got the the big matchup tomorrow against Little Rock Central, which. You know, won in overtime against Springdale in another phenomenal, great championship-style game. So, man, this you know, I'm gonna tell you this, Weston Joe. This is the I thought about this too because you when you get when you get a chance to drive, you get a chance to face sometimes. This is the first time in our state in a while that all the best players from our state are playing in our state tournament. Because you remember in the past, kids played at Mount Verde and. At Link Prep, we had you know we had two or three different kids that was some of our best players that was playing in prep schools. This is the first year in a long time that all of our best players are playing in our state in our state tournament, yeah. and it's showing and it's showing big time. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You're exactly right, Bill, uh, because we had a little stretch run there of uh, some of the top players going off to prep schools, and they weren't yep. there in the state finals. And look, I'm happy for them when they go to a prep school, and maybe it helps them out, but. Uh, selfishly, I want to watch them play. You know, I want to see them in the state tournament or in the state championship game. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, we're going to have Brian Ross on here in a little bit to talk about that Central game. Bill, have you ever seen a game with uh, as many roller coasters as that one with Central last night? I mean, to uh, be up... unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. You're up 17 or nothing. You're up 22 to nothing. The team fight hard, walk you down, come back in, take the game in the overtime, and then you virtually you know, dom- pretty much dominate overtime. It's very seldom the team can get that momentum back after they lose it like that. And you know that Joey West guys are watching the basketball. Somebody come get you and chase you down from 20, 22. You normally can't stop the momentum. It's, it's almost impossible. It's like West, we watched the Lakers do it a couple of nights ago. Who? The Lakers. Um, you're breaking up. <laughs> You heard what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have a final from Cersei. Uh, the Greenwood girls uh, beat Cersei 61-47. That one uh, just went final a few, about 20 minutes ago. But Cersei, I think they had the lead in the first quarter. And uh, Greenwood, number one team in the state, girls come on back and beat uh, Cersei 61-47. So we got Alma and Parkview getting ready to tip off here. Uh, I guess they just tipped off. Uh, the Central has looked great. I mean, you think about it, the Central was undefeated until Maumel lost in overtime last night. And that just shows you how deep that uh, in the 5A, the Central uh, d- Division, or that conference was. That conference was great. You know, the, those two conferences, I'm telling you, the Central and the South, man, they could have their own tournament. <laughs> It'd be a great tournament, just those two conferences. I mean, you got loaded teams 
pretty much from from that four spot all the way to the to the one spot, they can meet each other. So uh, it's it's been a it's, it's been a great tournament for both of those for both of those guys so far. Bill, I want to look at the six A the two boys games in North Little Rock this evening at five thirty. You got Bryant playing Bentonville West. You think Bryant? Is there, are they? Will they have any issues? They they play they're heavy favorites. They play and that probably won't be much of a game. But they play like they're capable of playing, and I don't see any reason why you know they're they're, they're not. But you know, when the state trying the game, sometimes nerves you know hang around and. And nerves, nerves kick in, and things, and, and, and players start tightening up. Even coaches sometimes tighten up and get conservative. So you just never know. But Brian is a heavy favorite in that game. Uh, and then the North Little Rock Fayetteville will be another great game. Yeah, I mean North North Little Rock is at home. Fayetteville is. And both of them have great teams. That's going to be another championship style type game uh, in a quarter in a quarterfinal. When are you going up to uh, Cersei? Well, I'm going to be there for the five thirty game, and then I'm going to I'm 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 going to uh, I'll be there for the five thirty game, and then I'll stay around for the eight thirty game, and then after that I'm going to, I'm going to believe it or not, I'm going but I got my brother with me. I'm going to drive. We're going to drive to Northwest Arkansas, and then be there for that one thirty game between Almond Mills and the Foy, which is which is a championship style game <laughs> in the quarterfinals. Man, I can't wait to see that one because, of course. We know we all know uh, Farmington will be at home, uh, and it'll be a huge crowd there for them because, you know, they, most of these schools that host the state tournament, you know, they they normally have good teams, and they're trying to make and they're trying to have every advantage they can get to get their team to the to the to the final. So that'll be a great game. I'm going up there to see that one tomorrow, and uh, and I think it, you know, I, I just can't. It's so many great. Uh, semifinal games tomorrow, and I guess when you get to the semifinals, all of them will be great games. But they all—it's like, you know, I wish they could stagger where I could see all of them, but it's just not the case. Bill, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. You better—you better get to Farmington a little early because the Farmington girls play Nashville at noon. A, that's a great right. game. And B, you may not be able to get in. I forgot about. I, you know, I didn't forget about that, but I—I I was, I, I was moving too fast because I know. That's a, I don't understand for the life, and I guess it's, it's already predetermined before the season even starts. Yeah. But those two playing each other may be literally the championship game, and the best could be the best game of the entire weekend. Yep. And um, I've heard Nashville is bringing their whole their whole town up there. That's what that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing from one of my friends that work in Fayetteville in the hotel business. They got a couple of hotels up there. They they got the whole hotel for Nash for the Nashville crowd. So yeah, I, I'll get there. I'm gonna get there early that morning, then, but I'm gonna make trust me, Wes. My drive that for you better believe I'm gonna get in there and get there to see. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, have safe travels. Thank you for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, man. Thank you. Bill Ingram joining us, talk a little high school basketball. Brian Ross at the top of the next hour here in about 15 minutes to talk about that crazy. Central game, and we'll look ahead to the semifinal matchup for them. We got Diamond Hogs getting ready for their uh, first pitch here in a few minutes. Got a little bit of a different lineup for Dave Van Horn. I noticed that. We can discuss that when we come back. We can take some more phone calls 661 1037. I'll check the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Oh, yeah, it's blown up. We'll hit that when we come back, too. Stick around. It's out of bounds. The indoor pickleball facility at the Little Rock Athletic Club is now open. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club for 50% off March 1st through March 10th with no monthly contract. It's official. The indoor pickleball facility at the Little Rock Athletic Club is now open. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out. Guys, let's get real about your hair loss. How long have you been wearing a hat, hiding thinning hair, or a rapidly growing bald spot? Just stop it. You're not a 12-year-old little leaguer. You're a grown man. It's time to take action. Let the hat go and get your real hair back permanently with Bosley. You heard that right. Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. And right now, Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone that texts SHOW to 200-300. Plus, text right now and get a link to this.
this month's incredible deals. Join the millions of people who come to Bosley and see just how awesome your hair could look. Text SHOW to 200-300 for your absolutely free information kit and a free $250 gift card off, plus a special link to incredible deals. Text SHOW to 200-300 now. Text SHOW to 200-300. Are you ready for a better forklift experience? River Valley Tractor and Castle Forklift have teamed up to manage your material handling needs. From diesel, lithium, propane, and so much more, Castle's product line is versatile, ready for the next generation of consumers to make every job easier. Step into the future of forklift innovation. Choose Castle. Visit River Valley Tractor, your authorized Castle forklift dealers in Central Arkansas. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you know, we've talked so much about that hometown feel and what it's like at Southern Bank. But if you're a commercial investor, they need to come talk to you. We're involved with a lot of customers that have projects across the United States. Those projects can be some of the biggest projects you'd see in your communities. So really, there's no project that's too large for us to look at. If somebody's interested in learning more about what Southern Bank can do for their commercial investments, how do they get in touch with you? You just pick up the phone and call me at 501-424-0900. Just love to talk to you about your project, see what you've got going on, and see how we can be a help to you. And you talk about being a help. You really invest into your commercial investors by helping them through the process, looking at things to look out for along the way. I like to think we can throw things off of each other, listen to different viewpoints, and come to the best decision. If you want to learn more, go online, bankwithsouthern.com, or call Chris, 424-0900, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hogs Meat Market has been a North Little Rock staple since 1963, serving the best meat in Arkansas. Be sure to go to their website for weekly and monthly specials as well as meat packages available. Hog is their family name, and they are so happy folks around Central Arkansas have come to associate it with high-quality products, fair prices, and terrific service. And for the hunters out there, Hogs is a great place to get that deer processed. Check them out online at hogsmeatmarket.com. That is Hogs with two Gs. Arkansas Broadcast legend Craig O'Neill joins Morning Mayhem each week presented by Petty Jean Meats, locally owned and operated for four generations. With Petty Jean Meats, people always know where their meat is coming from. Made right here in Arkansas. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Wrapping up the second hour, it's Westmore and Joe Franklin with Out of Bounds. Up in uh, Searcy, Parkview's off to a good start. They lead 16-5 to over Alma after the first quarter. So Patriots taking care of business after one. The Diamond Hogs, about five minutes, ten more minutes before they have their first pitch. Hagen Smith on the mound. We'll see if he can continue his dominance. Looked awesome. Last week, man. He was fun to watch. The starting lineup, by the way, just out. White back at, at the leadoff spot. Drop Diggs to number two. I like that better. I mean, I like Kendall Diggs a lot, but I, I don't like him in the leadoff spot. I like him hitting second. Spray Glott at third base. He's batting third. Been Arguably, he, he Diggs and McLaughlin have been the three best hitters early in the season. Spray, but Spray Glott struggled in the field with the errors. McLaughlin's hitting cleanup today. Aloy is at fifth. He was batting cleanup, and then they dropped him down a little bit in the lineup, uh, back up to fifth. Polk, the backup, backup, backup catcher, wherever you want to put him, he finally got to play against Grambling and had a grand slam home run in his first at bat. He's back in the lineup at designated hitter today. Jones is back out in in left field, had two home runs earlier this week against Grambling. Holtz at second base batting eighth, and Wilsmeyer back in the lineup at center field batting uh, ninth. And uh, I put a little action on a double R Wilsmeyer special to get a hit get at least over a half a hit and over a half a stolen base. So if he gets a hit and a stolen base, that pays off. Pays pretty nice. No, that's worth it. I feel like, you know, with him sitting, he didn't play at all against Grambling. 
He didn't even come in when they started making mass substitutions. Sometimes that sends a message to a guy. Not that he's played that poorly. You know, he's played really good in center field, and he's had some hits, but yeah, I think uh, he's been one of those guys Van Horn's been a little frustrated with. Let's say runner on second, not moving him over to third, or a guy on third, not scoring him. He's had a couple of those opportunities and didn't come through. I think sometimes guys get motivated by sitting on the bench, so I'm expecting a good game from Wilsmeyer. He's got too much speed to only have one stolen base on the year. Um, I think he, this may be a good breakout game for him, so I'll put a little something on him. Yeah, that's good. And with players like that, if they miss a little time on the court, on the field, and then they're able to get back, they uh, they want to play their hardest and, and try to keep that playing time. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line from the 870, they said there should be a level one and a level two targeting similar to the NBA with the flagrant fouls. Uh, another one from the 870, when we were talking about the injuries and having to set out some, a set number of plays, that's the rule change I would like to see. He said, what about a bad cramp? Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, see players. Yeah. You see players after bad cramps. They may miss a play or two, mm-hmm. and they're back on the field. Hydrate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that can happen to anybody at any time. <laughs> this guy from the five hundred one likes the rule change I'm suggesting. He said, "Make them sit out for the rest of that possession." And I'm that, fine with that's that. That's one that's been suggested. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.K. in Fairfield Bay says, "Good luck, Wes, implementing that rule." Especially uh, when we're talking about 10 plays. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put a number on it like that, that, that can be a little extreme. No. I, I, and then you got to keep up with it, but it's easy to keep up with the rest of that possession. You're out. You're done for the, oh, this the rest possession. of the possession is yeah. one thing, but if you put a number on yeah. on the plays, then that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, to stop targeting, the helmets need to be made out of leather again. That wasn't a problem before the helmets were made to be that's, almost indestructible. Been suggested and also taking the face mask off. Yeah, they, they probably those, didn't. Those are things they're not going to go backwards on though. Back thing then when they had the leather helmets, they didn't know about concussions, <laughs> and it wasn't a serious problem. They didn't have an issue because they they didn't know anything about it. They're like, oh, I don't feel good. Uh, let's see here, Wes is right. They need to come up, come out for more than one play, probably two or three. Chico says take X amount of time off the clock if they were faking an injury. I don't think they, the offense wouldn't want that. They don't want to take time. That's why they're hurrying up. They're trying to get more plays in, more possessions in. They don't want to run time off the clock. Yeah, that could penalize the wrong team. Ethan says, I'm with you, Wes. This is, it's aggravating the fake injuries. Yes, it is. It is. Coming up next, Brian Ross. I almost said Brian Edwards. Brian Ross, head coach of the Central Tigers, will join us. Crazy game last night that Central won. We'll get his thoughts on that and the semifinal matchup. And then we've got what's trending and birthdays. We've got a, a whole hour to go. Stick around. We're just getting started. It's Out of Bounds. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards.